Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sports Club, it's In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. I want to thank you very much for making my day in the sun so memorable. I feel like we both got like a couple screws just... You know what I'm saying? I might have a little bit more on the floor than he do, but we could relate. You know, that's my guy. He he he's a great dude, great coach. Um, he understands me. You know, he don't he don't he not the type to judge you. He gonna he gonna talk to you as human to human, young person to younger person. You know, I ain't gonna. So yeah, Gruden. I, I really I really love Gruden for real. And he knows how we rock. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. It is a Friday night. We are at the Treasure Island Hotel here on the Strip in Las Vegas. The Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Come on by. We're here live from 4 to 6 p.m. Great food, great drinks, great atmosphere. It's a Friday night before the Raiders' first home game at Allegiant Stadium with actual fans in attendance. It's been a long time coming. I can't wait. Uh, I watched a lot of Raider games last year all over the country, and specifically here in Las Vegas, where it was like playing in a library, playing at a museum, so quiet that I could literally hear Derek Carr on the field audibling out from one play to the next. Earned a lot of respect, by the way for Derek Carr, for his command at the line of scrimmage. That dude knows what he's doing and knows how to manage a game uh, at the line of scrimmage. But I'm tired of hearing it. I want to hear the fans. I want to hear the craziness. Uh, I want to hear the support. I want to hear when we go on the road, uh, the anti-Raider stuff and and the challenge that that becomes, uh, managing and dealing uh, with a live crowd. I want to see what Allegiant Stadium, what kind of um, benefit it provides for the Raiders. you got to figure that it's going to give the Raiders a huge lift. There were too many times last year, uh, three times in particular, at home in games that the Raiders should have won, had within their grasp, with a minute 43 left, 19 seconds left in overtime with the lead, and their defense just couldn't make the play uh, to secure the deal in an empty, just completely silent stadium. Imagine how life, how much more difficult life would be for a Patrick Mahomes in that situation with Bedlam erupting at Allegiant Stadium or Fitzsimmons, <laughs> the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins last year, or uh, Justin Herbert the Chargers quarterback last year, instead of having to manage the Raiders' defense, the crowd noise, the craziness, trying to communicate at the line of scrimmage when you can't hear the guy next to you talk, let alone anything else, imagine what that's going to be like. Imagine the effect that's going to have and the benefit that's going to provide for the Raiders. Well, we're going to finally get a taste of that tomorrow uh, when the Raiders host the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You're in the huddle, by the way, with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, and we are live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and bar here at the Treasure Island. This will be our spot uh, every Friday night during uh, the the regular season, and uh, look forward to making this the official 
kickoff spot uh, for, for Raider games, especially when they're here at home. I know a lot of fans are going to be flying in for the weekend to enjoy a little bit of Las Vegas, go to the game on Sunday. You know how, how we roll here in Las Vegas. Uh, so if you are in town and if you get in town on Friday, come on by. Uh, we'll, we're going to be here every Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. And for the locals that are listening live on 920 a.m., of course you're invited as well. Let's make this the official Friday night spot for In the Huddle, Raider Nation Radio, and, and Raider fans. We're just listening to Damon Arnett, the Raiders' second-year cornerback, uh, from Ohio State, quite the character. You know, we've been talking uh, a lot this offseason, a lot during training camp, uh, as we start to get to know these players a little bit more. You know, uh, last year was just such a weird year, weren't allowed in the locker room. Uh, that's normally where, as a reporter, and I cover the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, uh, I've covered professional sports uh, for decades, um, and, and one of the great aspects, one of the great tools of covering a sports team is being able to build relationships. And typically that starts because you have close contact uh, with these guys uh, throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, you know, if you're covering baseball or basketball, it's not just at practice. It's in the, it's in the clubhouse before the game uh, and after the game. It's in the locker room before a Laker game, let's say, and after the game. Uh, you know, you have a certain amount of time with these guys to be able to really get to know people and get to know their personalities and, what they, and, and, and how they tick and what makes them tick. You get to figure out kind of who the leaders are on a team, who's going to whose locker for advice, who's the focal point, who's kind of the life of the party, who are the quiet guys, who are the, uh, the, the funny guys. There's always that guy that's cracking jokes and uh, making everybody laugh and keeping everything light. Um, but you, you can't it, – it's when you're not in the locker room, and we weren't in the locker room last year – uh, because of COVID-19, it was impossible to get all that figured out. Well, slowly but surely, uh, we're getting to a point where at least this year, uh, we're actually talking to guys face-to-face, -face, looking them in the eye. Uh, no more Zoom where you couldn't get a follow-up question. You'd ask a question. Uh, and then Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, who just walked by, by the way, uh, with his family here at the Treasure Island. That was quite the surprise, nice surprise. You know, then he would ask a question. Then Nick Tafer from The Athletic would ask a question. Then Tayshawn Reed from The Athletic would ask a question. Then Ed Graney from the Las Vegas Review would uh, ask a question. You might, you were lucky if you could ask a second question to John Gruden or Derek Carr or whoever it is that we were talking to on Zoom. So it was impossible uh, and or very difficult uh, to get a line of talking going or a conversation going a theme going it was just so haphazard well now that's changed you know guys come into the interview room uh we're sitting where we do as the media they're up at the podium uh we've got plenty of time uh, to talk to them and ask follow-up questions and and dig deeper into something they may say uh you know which delves which which opens up another line of of, of thoughts and questions and conversation and and so but we've been talking so much about how the quality of people that the Raiders are targeting and populating their roster with. It's evident. It's obvious that that's, there's been a changeover in that regard. You're just getting a lot more conscientious, good, uh, sound people with, with, with foundations and leadership skills and communication skills. And I've preached all along my experience in sports for as long as I've been around it. Character does count. And uh, you can't have, you have to have a foundation. And usually that's built on 
character and leadership and professionalism. Um, and, and so it's, it's vitally important. That said, in a sport like football where there's 53 players in a locker room, not everyone's going to be a leader. Not everyone's going to be, uh, you know, um, they're, they're just different personalities. And that's a good thing as well. If you've ever been in the military or, uh, you know, in a situation where there's, um, you know, uh, 50, 100 people that you're working with, uh, there's, there's all different types of personalities. And that's what makes life great. It's what makes settings like that great. Uh, as long as you're, they're good people, it doesn't matter what their personality might be, and it might be a little bit different. And certainly, having said all that, and talking about you know the the, the guys like uh, Gerald McCoy and, and Solomon Thomas and Unique Ngakwe, uh, you know those, Derek Carr, uh, those, um, Kenyon uh, uh, Drake, the new running back, and Josh Jacobs, the running back, and and talking about. Uh, their conscientiousness and their the way, their their intelligence and and how they care all of that. Uh, having said all that and and expressing how important that is, it's also good to have somebody that's going to keep the thing light, uh, keep it fun, and remind everybody this is fun. It's a game. There's a lot of pressure involved. Obviously, there's a lot of money involved. Obviously, guys are trying to play for their team, but they're also looking out for themselves. There's there's contracts to be earned. Uh, there's games to be won. There's jobs that are won and lost. Uh, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of pressure is what I'm saying. And reminding yourself that it's still fun at the end of the day, that this is still, there is still uh, some semblance of, hey, it's a game uh, at the end of the day. It's vitally important. So lo and behold, here comes uh, Damian Arnett into the press room yesterday, reminding even us, the media, hey, man, this is fun. We're supposed to be having fun here. He was uh, charismatic. He was funny. He was real. Um, and and for think about what he just said. Devon, can you play that quote again about how De- uh, Damian Arnett gets along with his head coach? We're talking about his head coach, John Gruden. And let's listen to how he describes he and John Gruden. I feel like we both got like a couple screws just you know what i'm saying i might have a little bit more on the flow than he do but we could relate you know that's my guy he he he's a great dude great coach um he understands me you know he don't you know he's not the type to judge you he gonna he gonna talk to you as human to human young person a younger person you know i ain't gonna so, yeah, Gruden, I, I, really, I really love Gruden, for real. And he knows how we rock. Think about what uh, Damian Arnett just said. You know, we kind of have a couple of screws. He didn't say screws loose. We know what he was talking about, what he was referring to. Me and Coach, we've got a couple of screws loose. I probably have a few more that are laying there on the floor that are just completely so loose that they dropped out and they're on the floor. You know, uh, but we get each other. We understand each other. And uh, I like that. I really like, first of all, that he has the comfort level as a second-year player who's really has a lot to prove this year. The second-year player who has a lot to prove, um, you know, uh, still has the confidence to say, hey, you know, I'm not taking myself that seriously. I'm not taking John Gruden that seriously. He knows and I know uh, that this is a, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to keep it real. He understands that that's probably why we click. Yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of a kook. I'm kind of I got some screws loose. Uh, that's how I roll, and I know my coach does too. And let's face it, 
John Gruden, he, I'm not saying, like, literally they have some screws loose. What I'm saying is they're both a couple of characters, and characters usually attract to each other uh, and bond. And it sure sounds like uh, Damon Arnett uh, and John Gruden have, in the short period of time that they've been together, uh, have a little bit of an understanding. And I will also say this. As, as Damon Arnett, see, uh, John Gruden spoke before Damon yesterday, all right? So there's like this, picture a, a press room or a room like a classroom. Let's say a classroom, and there's a podium up at front of the classroom, all right? And then off to the side is this side room. It's, it's actually, uh, you know, for, uh, to, to, to pull the curtain up a little bit. It's where the coffee maker is. There's a refrigerator in there. Um, you know, so you could go in there and get a couple snacks and everything. But when, when the Raiders Public Relations Department brings players and coaches in to talk to us, it's usually one after another. Uh, and so while one guy is up at the podium, next in line is over in, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, that waiting room, okay? So John Gruden is talking to us, and Damon Arnett is over in the waiting room waiting for his turn. Uh, I was sitting... To a, in a, I was situated uh, in such a way that I could see into the waiting room, all right? So when John Gruden wraps it up with us, and that was colorful uh, in its own right, and we'll get to that uh, in a little bit, John Gruden leaves, gets into that waiting room. There's Damon Arnett. I saw him, you know, uh, dab, shake hands, and everything like that. And I heard John Gruden say, I might just stick around right here to hear this guy. <laughs> you know, so he even knew there was a show coming on. Uh, from his young cornerback, uh, Damon Arnett. And, and I guess my point here is this. It takes all kinds, all right? Uh, not everybody has to be the same. Not everyone has to have the same personality. You're going to have grinders. You're going to have shy people. You're going to have uh, introverts. You're going to have extroverts. You're going to have type A personalities. You're going to have leaders. You're going to have some followers. Uh, you're going to have guys that are out there. You're going to have guys that are very grounded. It just takes all kinds my i've always said this in life just be who you are as long as you're a good person as long as you come from uh, a good place being a character being a jokester having fun all of that um you know being out there it's okay uh as long as you're coming from a good place a and b as long as you are able to take care of business whatever your business is i don't care if you're a teacher I don't care uh, if you're the bartender here at the Golden Sportsbook uh, here at, uh, at Treasure Island, and that's exactly where we are, by the way, uh, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and bar at Treasure Island. If you're nearby, come on by. It's a great atmosphere, plenty of television screens, uh, great food, great drinks. We've got a, a thousand TVs here, it seems. Uh, we've got some baseball going on. Obviously, you can play some bets if that's your thing. The Sportsbook is right behind me. We've got the Little League World Series uh, going on. Uh, we've got jerseys. We've got I, – I'm looking at the Gale Sayers jersey right now. It looks like it's autographed, by the way. Uh, so it's a sports bar. It's a sports book. Uh, it's, it covers all the bases if you're a sports fan and if you like to have a little fun on the side if you catch my drift. Uh, but anyway, whatever it is that you do in life, no matter what it is, as long as you can take care of business and you're coming from a good place – then, you know, uh, being real, being who you are, whatever that might be, is completely fine. And that's the key, really, when you think about Damon Arnett, right? Uh, Damon Arnett is somebody who, if you're just basing it off of 
production last year. A rookie season that uh, the 19th pick overall, there was some criticism, uh, you know, uh, put on the Raiders for, for sele- selecting him as high as they did. Uh, time will tell if they were right or if the critics were right. Uh, but there's plenty of time for that to get all sorted out. But if you look at Damon Arnett's first year last year, to me, I ruled it as an incomplete. I can't say one way or another uh, whether I, I can't make the call. All right. And I won't. Because I think it's unfair. And I think anyone that is, isn't being true, isn't being fair. And I'll explain why. Last year, Damon Arnett, the 19th pick overall out of Ohio State, shows up at training camp looking a certain way. Great shape. Had a swagger about him. Stood out immediately when you watched him on the field. Uh, From day one, he was a starting cornerback uh, for the Raiders. Uh, they had signed Prince Amukamara during the offseason. Prince Amukamara was on the roster at that point in time. The theory was, the thinking was, Prince Amukamara would be a bridge to help bridge uh, Damon to an NFL level, an adequate NFL level, somebody that was going to be, uh, you know, be able to be relied on as a starting player. It's tough. It's tough. As a rookie cornerback, it just is. Go look at the track record of rookie cornerbacks. There's very few that just step in and forget dominate. I'm talking about just being um, capable and reliable and effective and efficient. There's ups and downs. It's just a different game. You're you. It's just. It's first of all. It's probably aside from quarterback. It's probably the most demanding position uh, in the NFL. Yes, you can say, hey, if you're playing defensive line, uh, it's a collision. It's a car accident every single uh, snap. And, you know, you're dealing with double teams. You're dealing with physicality. uh, You're dealing with uh, players, you know, coming at you uh, that are 300 pounds, you know, strong as oxes. Um, You've got to be able to handle that. You have to be fast, strong, quick, all that. And it is. Football in general, obviously, is a physically demanding sport. Defensive line is a physically demanding uh, position. Then you talk about linebackers, um, you know, whether it's run support, running downhill, and major collisions with either blockers uh, or running backs. Uh, Yeah, that's a physically challenging position. You have to be a run stopper. You also have to be able to defend the pass. So you have to be big enough to hold off, uh, you know, 300-pound guards uh, and fill uh, you know, run fit uh, at, in gaps, fill gaps, and make the tackle at the line of scrimmage. Um, that's a physically demanding position, of course. But cornerback is, it's not even the most physical position. And, and so I'm not even coming at it from that perspective. But it's, you're just so exposed out there. It's typically just you and the wide receiver the wide receiver knows where he's going at this level. They all they know all the they generally know all the tricks of the trade. Uh, they can make you look pretty darn silly uh, with the route concepts these days, and the deception, and the footwork, and the strength, um, and 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 all those things. And you have to one on one, not really knowing where they're going, um, be able to to hold up um, and and not look silly in the process. Well, to me, that makes it one of the hardest positions to play in all of professional sports in all of sports uh, in general it's just a hard position to play so it's and it's difficult history shows how difficult it is for young cornerbacks to come into the league and be efficient okay so here's Damon Arnett 
his rookie year last year, gets the starting nod right off the bat. I wrote about it. I talked about it. I tweeted about it. I came on the radio show uh, and expounded on it uh, in the huddle. And I was impressed with Damon Arnett during training camp last year. I'm not going to lie. I, I absolutely was. I'm not the only one. He had a commanding presence about him. Uh, there was a swagger about him. There was a confidence about him. Uh, he was defending everyone from Darren Waller uh, to, to every wide receiver that was on the roster. Um, so, so he looked good. He looked like he was, you know, all right. Uh, got some criticism the Raiders did for drafting this guy. Uh, but he might have – he might – they may surprise – he might surprise some people, and they may be justified in, in drafting him where they drafted him. Then one day, Damon Arnett shows up with a wrap on his right hand. I think it was his right hand, but one of his hands. I believe it was his right hand. All of a sudden, there's a soft cast on his right hand, and it's like, okay, what happened to that? Well, backtrack a little bit. His senior year at Ohio State, or his last year at Ohio State, he played the entire season with a cast, soft cast on his hand. All right, so there was an injury, obviously, that he was dealing with at Ohio State. By the time, and he played well that year, his last year. By the time he shows up to uh, Raiders camp, it looks like the injury is behind him. No bandage, no cast. He's playing free and easy. He's looking great. And then all of a sudden, one day, something happened. So he re-injured the hand or uh, and one day I'll, 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 I'll sit him down and talk to him and find out if it was just a re-injury or if it was just a new injury, kind of the same thing but new, different injury, all right? So, you know, um, he vows to play through it. The Raiders say, you know, he's going to give it a go. Um, so, mind you, here's this rookie NFL cornerback, one of the hardest positions to play in all of sports. His first year, which is historically a difficult year for young cornerbacks here comes Damon Arnett gonna give it a go with a cast on his hand all right first three games of the year he plays okay uh there's some moments you know that there's some moments that he had um plays okay all right but then something happens in the third game and we're going to talk about that uh when we get back uh, after after the break, but it, it it and it set off that whole thing showing up that one day at practice, you know, with a cast on his hand. All of a sudden, it changed all of the dynamics uh, for Damon Arnett uh, in his rookie year, and it's why I don't believe you can really judge him based on last year. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more uh, about Damon Arnett, the importance that he uh, brings to this team, what his role might be this year, and why he could be in in line with with whatever he's doing to get himself on back to being a good quality uh, NFL cornerback. We're live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar here at the Treasure Island. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. If you're nearby, come on by. We're going to be here till 6 o'clock having a lot of fun at a great location. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook.
Nah, like it was it was a lot of new types of adversity, uh, first time adversities uh, that I had trouble getting through, but I got through. You know what I'm saying? So year two is uh, gonna be an exciting one. I want you to do. Good Raider Nation, welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, we're talking about Damon Arnett, and we're going to hear from Damon Arnett talking about, have you ever experienced a season like last year? Nah, like it was, it was a lot of new types of adversity, uh, first-time adversities uh, that... I had trouble getting through, but I got through, you know what I'm saying? So year two is uh, going to be an exciting one. That's Damon Arnett talking about the, uh, the the year that he had last year, the year that he went through last year. Uh, and it was quite quite the um, amount of obstacles. And uh, we were talking about it just before we went to the break uh, in terms of exactly what he had to deal with. And by the way, we're at the Golden Sportsbook and bar here at the Treasure Island uh, Hotel. If you're nearby, uh, come on by. Uh, it's a great atmosphere, great scene, great food, great drinks, bunch of TVs here uh, to watch some sports. We've got the Little League World Series on there uh, on, on TV right in front of me. I'm a huge fan uh, of that event. There's also pro baseball um, and, and everything else. So if you're nearby, Golden Circle Sports Bar and Grill will be here till, till 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, but in talking about Damon Arnett, and, you know, mentioning how he looked great in training camp. Then one day he shows up with a cast on his hand. He tries to play through it. It was a challenge uh, where I was sitting in the press box. I could see him so many times where he got, you could tell the hand was bothering him. And he was probably, it was probably excruciating pain. Just think about playing football, that position, any position really, but that position uh, with a broken hand, right, with a broken bone, whatever the case was uh, that he was dealing with. And uh, almost every time you go to make a tackle or grab a jersey or, you know, your hand, you know, hits somebody's helmet, uh, it's just re-aggravating the injury and, um, and, and turning up the heat on the pain. And he was an obvious pain. Well, uh, that's obviously going to affect your performance. It's going to affect everything that you do uh, out there, whether it's defending the pass, whether it's in run support, whatever the case might be. Playing with a broken bone in your hand is going to have an effect. All right? Let's be honest. Let's be real. So on top of Damon Arnett being a rookie cornerback, and we talked about historically how difficult that transition can be. It usually takes a little while uh, before a young cornerback uh, settles in and becomes a quality NFL player. There's just so much to learn, so much to deal with, a better, a higher level of talent. All of, all of that uh, becomes an issue, right? Now he's playing with a cast on his hand. Now he's playing in excruciating pain. Uh, so that's obviously uh, adding to the other challenges, just the innate, normal challenges that a young player is facing. Gets to the third game of the year last year against New England Patriots, and uh, I can't remember if he was getting blocked or if it was a tackle uh, or if he fell on it awkwardly. Whatever the case might be, I just remember him being in unbelievable pain. He goes to the, li- to the, uh, to the sideline. I don't believe he came back in that game. A lot of times he would go to the sideline uh, to, to deal with it, to shake it off, uh, and then he would come back uh, out on the field, uh, which was amazing in its own right. Uh, but, but whatever the case was, after that third game against the New England Patriots, that was basically it. 
He couldn't go anymore. Uh, it was just too much of a challenge. So he opted for surgery. Damon Arnett has surgery. All right, so let's, let's take it to that point. You're talking about a player who, uh, for the first three games of his career, a rookie player is playing with a broken hand, trying to play cornerback uh, in the NFL. Yeah, that's going to be a challenge. So judging him just on those first three games I think would be unfair. Uh, it was just too much to have for a young player to have to deal with. Now he goes under surgery, misses the next eight, nine weeks, I think it was. Uh, Got to look back uh, to, to, to remember exactly how long it was. But it was two, at least two months that he didn't play, number one. It was also two months because when you get surgery on your hand, it's not like your hand is uh, magically and miraculously healed the very next day. No, there's you go in there, you set whatever whatever you have to do to to you know set the bone um, and correct that. Whether you got to put a pin in it, whatever the case might be, there's surgery required. There's stitches. There's uh, time that's going to be needed for the bone. Uh, to grow back, um, you know, uh, uh, healthy and strongly and all of that. Uh, it has to go through that process, which is usually weeks, a month at least, uh, if not longer, for it to set correctly um, so that, you know, it, it grows stronger and better. And all of the things that normally happen uh, when you have surgery and you put a cast on it and all that good stuff, right? So... Uh, not only is he not playing, not able to play, now he's coming back from, you know, major hand surgery, uh, which also means good luck getting into the weight room in order to stay strong, to stay fit, uh, to do the things that you have to do as an NFL player in order to deal with the physicality of professional sports. And one of those things is obviously being strong, maintaining your weight, maintaining your strength. And the best way to do that at this level, or any level for that matter, is to consistently get in the weight room, work on your body, do the things specific to your position uh, to make sure you've got your, you, you know, it's basically a body armor in a lot of ways, muscle, all that, uh, staying fit, staying at a certain weight uh, at this level. It's the, it's, it's the body armor that allows you to go out and compete in a physical way, the, 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 the kind of physicality that you have to have at this sport. Well, Damon Arnett, throughout that entire process of waiting for the hand to now heal, because as we mentioned, just because you get surgery doesn't mean your hand is miraculously better the next day. It takes a long while for that to happen. That's why you have bandages around it. That's why you have a cast on it. Uh, it has to set. It has to go through its normal process. Well, that process meant that Damon Arnett missed a huge amount of time doing what professional athletes do during the course of the season, and that's maintaining their bodies, getting in the weight room, doing all the work that's needed uh, to, to, to remain strong, stay strong, keep the kind of weight uh, that, that you need at this level for whatever position that you might play. Those two months pass. I had never I had I had not seen um, Damon Arnett. The last time I had seen Damon Arnett was when uh, that game against New England. The, the very next time I saw him was when he was activated and back at practice uh, with the Raiders. Uh, I remember being, it was at the indoor facility over in Henderson. Uh, it was in the middle of the season, you know, beyond the middle of the season. Uh, I look at him, I was like, holy cow. He looked like a completely different person. Why? Because he looked like he was about a buck 65 at that point. The strength was gone. The size was gone. 
The physicality was gone. He looked like uh, he looked frail, relatively speaking. I'm not talking old man frail. I'm talking about you know a guy that was a physical in shape, 175 pounds, 180 pounds uh, before the injury. To now, it looked to me like he was about 165. And I just remember going, man, this is not good because now he's going to have to go out on an NFL field and compete with that kind of body right now, which is not real conducive to success. Before we get into what happens next, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line and welcome in Saul. How you doing, Saul? Hey, Vinny. What's going on, brother? I'm good, man. We're over at the uh, Golden Circle Sports Bar and Grill over the Treasure Island. So if you're nearby, man, just come on, uh, come on in. Jump on a flight. Come on out to McCarran <laughs> Airport uh, and, and, and take a uh, Uber over here to the Treasure Island, brother. I'm just kidding, man. How are yeah. you doing? <laughs> man, I'm a local man, so I just got to. Oh, there you go. Tipping the jump for me. All the better, all the better. Next Friday. Um, I just wanted to comment in on, on on David Arnett regarding. I don't even think he's seen maybe forty five percent of what he can bring to the table. Thank you. Um, if you remember when he did when he was working through those injuries, he had that situation where he had that tackle where he went a little bit. Uh, he went with his, leaned with his head and he got a concussion and he, he was out. And that knocked him out for a few games as well. Yes. So, you know, and I think the whole injury with his hand was the reason why he got hurt like that because he was trying to compensate it and try to make tackles without, uh, you know, minimizing the impact to his hand. And I think, you know, this year we're really going to see what he what he can bring to the table. And, and um, you know, I was out to practice and I've seen him practicing. And, you know, uh, I'm looking forward, man. I'm optimistic because, you know, I think we got some real – uh, gems in, the, in that defense, and I think that this year they're really going to shine. I mean, even with Crosby and Abram and Arnett and everybody else that we brought in, I, I'm so excited. You know, I, I'm I'm getting in line tomorrow at 12:30 p.m. I'll be there trying to get in a lot, Jay, to tailgate my butt off and uh, cheer on my Raiders. So. Hopefully, uh, if I run into you, man, I'll buy you a beer while I'm out there. All right, very good. Well, I can't drink before the game, but maybe after the game. But also, uh, open invite uh, during the regular season to come here on Friday nights over at the Treasure Island um, Sportsbook. But then also uh, over at the Rockstar Br- uh, Grill, um, Bar and Grill, on day before games. So September 12th, bar uh, the uh, the Rockstar Bar, five to s- five. we're starting at 5, we're saying 7, but... Come on, you know how we roll in Las Vegas. That's just a uh, starting point. Uh, but come out for some great food, drinks, music, giveaways, all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you're local, please, and tell all your friends, man. Everybody's invited uh, to the rallies that we're going to start having uh, the day before games. Really appreciate it. Hope I see you out there uh, tomorrow, Saul. And you're absolutely right. 45% probably uh, was what we got of Damon Arnett last year uh, uh, You know, because of all the the issues that he dealt with, and Saul brings up a good point, and uh, we, ta- we asked, or I asked uh, Damon about it yesterday when we talked to him about it. Um, you know, he comes back, and like I said, he looked frail, all right? This is a guy who's listed at 195. Uh, that's what it's listed on his bio and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he said last year he probably topped out at 175. It kind of looked like he was less than that, but, you know, there's a huge difference between 195 at six foot and fit, you know, uh, in shape 195 compared to 175, which is what he said his heaviest was last year. So if that was his heaviest, um, you can only imagine where he was in terms of his lightest because he looked really, really light uh, when he came back. And that did lead uh, to a couple of um, – it did lead to a couple of, uh, of, of concussions 
because he was, you know, and he, he talks about this, and we're going to get to it here in one second. You know, at that point, you know, it was like, you know, he wanted to do one thing, and that dude is 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 a grinder and physical. He's kind of a uh, a, a, a junkyard dog kind of a guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to mix it up. He's not going to be afraid to stick his nose in it um, and, and be physical. And his head was telling him to play like he normally plays, but the body was saying, what's up, dude? Uh, I'm 165 pounds right now. I'm 175 pounds right now. Uh, that ain't going to work. So he had to kind of adjust how he played, and we're gonna we're gonna hear from Damon uh, in just one second. But before we do that, we're gonna go to uh, back out to the listener line. Uh, Houston is in Los Angeles. How you doing, brother? Hey, brother. How you doing, big man? Hey, I'm glad you uh you uh you uh, really talked to me, man. Cause I'm stuttering half the time. But guess what? When it comes to these Raiders, bro, it's in my soul. It's in my passion. <laughs> it makes the work. It makes the work day go better smoothly. You know and. I think our defense is going to step up this weekend. Even though it's preseason, you know what I mean? I, I'm not putting a bunch on it, but um, I, I, I do think you know, some, some guys are going to really surprise us. You know what I mean? I don't know about the Tanner Muse thing yet because he has to prove himself, but, you know, I just think some guys might step up a little bit. Yeah, um, and, I, and I'll tell you what, uh, I agree with you. And uh, before you go, don't jump off because I want to ask in particular – uh, who you're thinking uh, might be, uh, you know, ready to, uh, to take a big step forward. But I'll say this okay. real quick about Tanner Muse, all right? Um, I think there's some strategy behind uh, where he's playing right now. And we've talked about this, uh, you know, throughout the week, especially after the, um, uh, the depth chart came out, and he was listed as the first team strong side linebacker in base defense. And I've been trying to explain this. Uh, to some folks. Uh, first of all, don't read too much into it in terms of Nick Wachowski. Nick Wachowski is out there playing. Um, he's actually playing more than Tanner Please. Muse does uh, during during Please. during uh, practices, during the reps. But the thing is, okay. all right, in base defense, which ba- basically you only play base defense about 28, 30% of the time anyway. Uh, but if you right. look at the Raiders' base defense right now, as is, Max Crosby is one defensive end. Unique Ngakwe is the other defensive end. As good a pass rushers as both of those players are, and I would say Unique is elite as a pass rusher. I would say Max Crosby is pretty darn good and maybe, you know, uh, headed to elite status. Uh, Not quite there yet, but he's a young player. All right, but so they both bring the heat off the edge. That's that's established. What they haven't done historically well in their careers uh, is stop the run. So if that's the defense that, you know, uh, if that's the base defense that the Raiders are going to start drives with on those early downs, those first downs, if I'm, a defense, if I'm an offensive coordinator, you know, the first thing I might try to do yeah. is try yeah. to tell Max Crosby, I'm running right at you, big dude. Running right at you, yep. And you yep. need Gakwe as well. Like, you're going to have to show me that you can stop the run. Well, I think the Raiders understand that that's a possibility. So what they've done is they've moved Tanner Muse who's a big physical six foot two? I think he's, he, he's listed at 227. He looks a little yeah. bit bigger than 227, but okay. is, can run um, as, as an athlete, but he's stout. You know, he's, he's big. And I think yep. watching where he lines up in that base defense, you know, he plays the power side. So that's the side where the tight end is usually lined up off of the, off of the tackle. So he goes where the numbers go. And so oftentimes he's on the right side of Max Crosby's hit, hip. Or if the tight end is on the other side, he's off to the uh, uh, right of Unique Ngakwe. The point being, 
He's there to provide run support for a couple of guys who aren't necessarily the best run defenders. So there's a strategic reason why he's there. Now, I do think that he'll build on that. If he can show that he can do that, uh, he'll get a bigger role. But as of right now, that's his role. But Houston, uh, I got to ask you, like, who are you uh, really anxious to see tomorrow? I don't think that, you know, obviously the key guys aren't going to play. Uh, if yeah. they do, it won't be a lot. But I'm, yeah. I'm th- here's me. I'm thinking Nate Hobbs. Yeah. I want to see Trayvon yeah. Morig. Yeah. Um, we'll see yeah. if Damon Arnett yeah. gets but, out there. But go ahead. I want to hear you, yeah. brother. All right. Now, I know a lot of people are down on my man, Cleve Pearl. But here's the thing, man. Just like you just said, Vinny, first down, if, if, if I'm the offensive coordinator, the first thing I'm, I'm going to want to do is go straight up the gut and then the edges as far as Max uh, and, and Andy Meat, which are, even though they're both good pass rushers, they're both not good at all as far as stopping the run. So a lot of people are really downplaying for real, and I'm one of those cats that's like ain't everything because you still have to know how to tackle, you still know how to, have to, know how to wrap up, you still have to know how to get the player down. And, and like, well, honestly, he's one of the best at it. Now, as far as these, these new guys, honestly, man, we haven't had any good real support since Kaloum Max been out the building. I'll just be honest with you. Then we also had my man that was from Seattle, which was a veteran at the time. Dang, it, 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 it's Irving, Irving. He was a veteran, and then we started to stop the run. Now, we may have some guys that are young, like, uh, man, my man, Diablo. Now, I saw him get down. He's good as far as rolling support. He's good at, uh, you know, being a free safety. But, of course, we're not going to use him because we've got my man Merrick in there. So, I'm happy about both of those guys. But I still want to say don't sleep on for real, man, because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Well, yeah. I appreciate the call, Houston. Uh, always enjoy it. Um, and I'm with you. I'm not sleeping on Cleve Farrell whatsoever. There's a role on this team for Cleve Farrell. I think – the way it's structured, uh, there's, like I said, there's strategy behind what Gus Bradley uh, and Rod Marinelli are doing on that defensive line. I, I wouldn't get too caught up in who's starting and all that. The, what I want to see is who's finishing. Who are you relying on uh, in key situations at the end of the game? And I got to believe that Clee Farrell is going to work his way uh, into that. But throughout games, when you have four-man lines that you could just switch in and switch out to keep guys fresh, I think that's a great situation for the Raiders. Now, they all have to show that they deserve the time uh, that they're getting, uh, but that's a process that we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, But right now, with the way they're rotating these guys, it's hard for me to believe that they're not going to be in a good position come the end of games with guys having uh, gas left in the tank. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, uh, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, and we are at the Golden Circle Sports uh, book or sports book and bar here at the Treasure Island. So if you're nearby, if you're on the strip, uh, come on by, have some drinks, have some great food, watch a bunch of sports. We're here till 6 p.m. and maybe even beyond. Uh, th- uh, so if you are here uh, or nearby, uh, come on by. Uh, In the Huddle, Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. Oh, yeah, I was... Like, the most I weighed last year probably was, like, 175. Um, and with the with the, with the the cast, everything was just banded. Like, I ain't lift no dumb, uh, dumbbells, barbells, plates. Everything was just straight bands and body weight. 
So I couldn't I couldn't back squat. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So it was very limited um, on the things that I could do. That was Damon Arnett, uh, the Raiders' second-year cornerback, talking about the challenges he faced uh, post-surgery, really going all the way back uh, to when he uh, got originally got hurt uh, in training camp and then trying to you know, stay in shape and be able to do what you got to do uh, in the weight room from a weight room perspective uh, to um, you know, uh, maintain your physicality, maintain your weight, maintain your strength, all of those things. Uh, that you know you need to do to to stand up physically uh, in this world in the NFL world, and he just couldn't. You know, um, while he had the cast on his hand playing those first three games of the year during uh, that stretch of the season, you know, after he had gotten the um, uh, the surgery, rehabbing the hand injury, um, all of that 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 he had to go through, just coming back from the injury and letting the hand mend, you just couldn't, and he couldn't get in the weight room uh, to, to remain in shape and keep his strength and keep his weight up. And like I said, I saw it right off the bat, that first practice back uh, when he came off of the injury, came off of IR. It had been a couple of months since I had seen him last. All of a sudden, I see Damon Arnett uh, during uh, early outs. They're stretching uh, in the indoor facility, and I'm looking at him going, holy cow. You know, uh, he, he just looks really small. He looks thin. He looks, in a, uh, relatively speaking to, to what he looked like prior to the injury, he looked frail, frankly. He looked frail. And I was just, I, I just remember thinking to myself, this isn't going to be good for him, you know, when he gets out on the field. And it wasn't, you know, like I said, he, he, his head was telling him to do one thing and play like he normally does and be the feisty uh, junkyard dog tackler, guy that was never afraid of being physical, never afraid of uh, sticking his head in there and run support, uh, never afraid of any of that. Um, but his body was like, dude, I can't do it. And here's uh, Damon Arnett talking about uh, what that kind of taught him uh, as well. I had no problem playing physical. It was just my body couldn't take it. But I, but as, as far as the decision to throw my shit in there, it was a no-brainer every time. Like, I'm throw it in as hard as I can. But uh, year two is more so about playing smart and playing to my strengths more. Um, every play don't have to be a knockdown hit, but then the plays that that I am faced with where it's about physical strength, my body will be ready to uh, take on. I want to tell you something, um, you know, listening uh, to that uh, to that answer uh, by Damon Arnett yesterday after I'd asked him about, you know, the challenges of, uh, you know, coming back not in the same shape, not at the same weight, uh, but still needing to do what you need to do as a, as a cornerback and playing the physical style that he played. There's a couple of things that he said to me that bode well. If you're a Raider fan, uh, I think you should be uh, happy about this. Number one, in spite of the fact that Damon Arnett uh, was considerably smaller post-surgery coming back after a couple of months than he was prior to it, in spite of that, in spite of him knowing innately i'm not the same weight i'm not i don't have the same power i don't have the same strength uh, i'm not that i'm a shell of myself but um i'm just not in the same kind of shape in spite of all that 
there was still zero hesitation, zero hesitation for Damon Arnett to play the way he plays. He was not about to turn that off. That tells me that he's not afraid, he's confident, he wants to bring it, he can bring it, he will bring it. He's always going to keep that mentality uh, of playing physical football. That's what he's known for. Folks, the fact that Damon Arnett didn't shy away from any of that at, in, the, in, the, in the physical condition that he is in, doesn't that tell you something about Damon Arnett? Doesn't that tell you um, what kind of a warrior the Raiders – forget about effectiveness right now. I mean, I think that'll come, and obviously it has to come for him. For him to be the player that the Raiders want him to be, he's got to turn um, into a quality cornerback, and sometimes that, that's a process. But the mentality, the fearlessness, the uh, openness – an embracement of being a tough physical football player in spite of physical limitations at that point. Pain. Man, if you're a Raider fan, that's the kind of dude you want on your team. I'm just saying. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Uh, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. And we are at the Golden Sport, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar here at the Treasure Island. So if you're close to uh, where we are here at the TI, come on by. It's a great location, great food, great drinks, uh, a great atmosphere. And what a way to kick off uh, the, the, the weekend. And what a way to kick off the first game at Allegiant Stadium officially with fans part of the party it's going to be great tomorrow at allegiance stadium i can't wait uh and if you want to come uh by uh here at the uh, golden sports book uh and bar over the treasure island uh and kick it with us uh more than happy uh and the more the merrier talk to you in just a second